Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here with SDSU jazz alumni and compilers of the upcoming San Diego Jazz Anthology, Andrew Michelle and Malcolm Jones. Listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser. Welcome to San Diego Sessions, episode 16. I'm your host, Ian Tordella, and I'm in studio with the man, the myth, the legend, uh, keyboardist, organist, pianist. He plays melodica and also doubles on synthesizer, Mr. Ed Kornhauser. Hello, all you people out in podcast land. <laughs> all right, and we're in studio today with... Uh, woodwind player saxophonist flutist malcolm jones hey malcolm hey how's it going guys and we'll also be joined by andrew michelle bassist and they are both associated with sdsu and uh, a couple different projects the san diego jazz anthology and a recent record that was put out with sdsu all right before we get started up we have our usual segment this versus that i have some questions for ed these are uh two jazz players they are. One of these things is not like the other. They're similar, but not the same. I love that game. Uh, first up, bassist, legendary bassist, Ray Brown, or tuba player and one-time collaborator with John Coltrane, Ray Draper. This is a bit of a loaded question. This That record he did with Coltrane, I think it's just called the Ray Draper Quintet, is one of the very, very first records I ever got. My brother gave it to me. It's a quintet with tuba and tenor and a rhythm section. Um, I mean, John Coltrane's the best part of the record for sure, but it's a cool concept, and 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 to hear tuba and tenor together, Ray wasn't the the best tubist, and he's not the best soloist, but it was a cool vibe, and it was a cool effort, and it definitely inspired me a lot. But that said, Ray Brown, I mean, he's Ray Brown. You got to go with Ray Brown. That's Ray Brown. So Ray Brown. Ah, all right. I was hoping for Ray Draper, the underdog. I know. I and he, believe me, he's a huge part of my like <laughs> upcoming. But you got to give it up. Body work, Ray Brown. Mac would kill me if I said Ray Draper. Okay, next up, um, organist and very popular in the late sixties and seventies, Charles Erland, or San Diego resident and alto saxophonist Charles McPherson. Oh, that's not cool. I'm I mean, just trying to paint you into a corner here. You paint me into you a... Can't, yeah, you're webbing me in here. Because I'm a huge Charles Erland fan. I love that 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 organ trio vibe. And he's one of the greats. Uh, the Mighty Burner. Charles Erland, right? Yeah. Yeah, The Mighty Burner. But, of course, Charles, Charles McPherson is... I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. Plead the fifth. Okay. I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. All right, last one. Uh, both of these people really like to party. And they're they're both extremely famous. 
Uh, they're both around 100 years old, I believe. So the first one up, legendary vocalist uh, who raised the bar on all jazz singers, Ella Fitzgerald, or, or acclaimed author F. Scott Fitzgerald. Wow, that's the best one yet. <laughs> that is amazing. Now pick. Uh, you can only pick one. Oh God. Well, do we beat our backs about the current or we do or do we uh <laughs> go for the yellow basket or whatever? Um I'm gonna go with Ella Fitzgerald. All right. Ding ding ding. My writer mom <laughs> will be very upset with me for that, possibly. Ah. All right, again, we're in studio with Malcolm Jones, and we're here talking about the SDSU Jazz Techs album. Right, and uh, our, our guest Malcolm Jones had a lot to do with organizing that. Oh, yeah, it was uh, quite the tenacious project. Yeah, it was a huge, huge record, a lot of people involved, a lot of moving parts, but it came out really great. Yeah, it was, um, it was surprising. We had just about close to 100 people involved in the project, alumni, um, music students, engineering students, so it was a really great collabor- collaborative project. Well, um, I'd love to hear some of that. What, uh, we're going to start off with a tune by our other guest in the studio, Andrew Michelle. And this is uh, featuring the SDSU alumni band. So it features, I think, all alumni from San Diego State. And this is called Theme for Franco Z.
And we're back, and that was theme for Franco Z by one of our two esteemed guests, Andrew Michelle. That's a cool tune, man. Thanks, Ed. Yeah. Um, so we heard a little solo by uh, SDSU alumni Dave Castel de Oro and, uh, and also trombonist Scott Kyle. Um, uh, who's Franco, by the way? So Franco, uh, he's actually a sax player, and he's somebody that I've known for many years. And he, uh, he was one of the first people, actually, to give me a steady gig. Nice. So, and he's always been just super supportive, super nice guy. Um, so I decided, you know, when I had this chance to write a big band chart, why not dedicate it to Franco? Nice. It's great. It's got that really classic big band sound. That the writing is great. Did did uh, You arranged it as well. Uh, yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. Wrote it, arranged it. Did, uh, yeah, the horn section sound great. The saxophones are, it's just got that classic big band vibe. I mean, that's totally, anybody who knows Franco knows that that's his vibe, you know? So I was totally trying to capture that. I've, I've seen him with the giant 70s collars and the ruffled <laughs> shirt. Yeah, I've met him one time at least. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, he's a... Uh, yeah, that I could see that. <laughs> um, so back to Malcolm. Um, well, that was one track off a record featuring many ensembles, many different ensembles, and many different players. So what's the what's the whole theme behind this record? So um, the thing behind this record, last year the Aztecs, especially with the Chargers having left, they rallied behind the campaign slogan "We Are Aztecs," celebrating pride in our school and you know trying to unify the student body as well as the alumni body. Um, so we kind of rode that wave when we were um, conceptualizing the album, uh, hence the name Jazz Tex, a play on words, jazz and Aztecs, right. and it kind of it's like a play on the the slogan "We Are Aztecs." Mm. So Carl Sigal was actually the one to come up with that, and I remember thinking it was silly, but it it was effective. Carl Sukup, who now teaches a great trump, local trumpet player and arranger, who also teaches at San Diego State and teaches arranging, I know for sure. Yeah, he was um, actually my faculty uh, lead on this project. So if you look in the um, the book, that he's listed as the executive um, producer for this entire thing, and it's really his knowledge that uh, really pulled all this together because it's a massive project. Yeah, yeah. I was involved with it a little bit, being a San Diego State alumni myself. I, I think I did actually play on that last track, uh, and I played on a few other tracks, but that's my little contribution was just a drop in the ocean, because it was huge. That was a big drop. <laughs> yeah, well, there was a lot of people, because it was alumni from like multiple generations, too. Yeah, it was a real coming together of our own musical community um, within SDSC. You had a lot of people from all these different graduating classes, old, new, you had students. And the best part was, um, save for three or four tracks on the album, everything is entirely composed by students and alumni. That's terrific. That's really cool. And, and it, it featured a few special guests as well. Yeah, so one of our featured guests on uh, the big band CD is uh, acclaimed uh, alto saxophonist Charles McPherson, and it was a real pleasure to have him involved in the project, especially because the semester prior, uh, we had him as our guest artist for the um, San Diego State uh, Jazz Ensemble concert. Nice. Uh, Charles McPherson of this or that fame. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Malcolm, we were talking during the tune, and you mentioned uh, at the studio there were over 100 people involved in this project between the musicians and people heading having to set up how did it all go down in the studio oh, man. how many days did you guys do so we recorded over the course of five days um and it was really great so the the great thing about this project itself was that it was funded by um an initiative at SCSU called the student success fee and that uh fee is um a collection taken out of uh, t- uh, every student's tuition dollars that is pulled to fund uh, special uh, student projects so um some of the projects that um were funded last um 
within the last two years, um, especially by the music department, they had a big um, concert at the um, Copley Symphony Hall that involved the orchestra, um, the choirs, and the wind uh, the wind ensemble. So it was a really massive project, something that's not usually um, not easy to fund through um, normal means or normal um, school funds. And using that fee, uh, students are able to write grants to help fund their projects. And it's all student driven. So the people who vote to approve the funding are students. It's not uh, faculty run at all. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, I know there was definitely a hands-on student project, like I believe you even said, um, and this plays into the title as well, you got the... You got the tech students from the school to do most of the the, the setup for the record. Yeah. A few years ago, um, uh, the music department started offering some other uh, special degrees for um, music, and one of them being a degree in recording uh, technology. I actually did not know that. I graduated a little while ago. (laughs) I'm not so hip to what's going on at my alma mater now. That's really cool, though. Yeah, so it was a really great um, opportunity to get them involved on, in the project and also to provide an experience that everyone can benefit from because um, kind of piggybacking off that, it was we had a bunch of musicians, both alumni and current students. We had the recording technology students. We had... Um, Former students um, from other departments, we had um, Anastasia Corral, who was a um, sorry Anastasia Coral, who was um, one of our vocalists in the jazz program. But she's also a very um, accomplished photographer, so we got her in to do some photography work for us. And we also hired um, some alumni from uh, the media departments um, upon recommendation. So most everyone that's involved in this project is in- affiliated with San Diego State. That's really cool, and that plays into the title uh, jazz text as well because yeah. it's a it's a triple pun <laughs> or because uh, it text is spelled t-e-c-h-s so it's a technical side of yeah of san diego state as well it's mm-hmm. a really cool like collaborative effort oh yeah and like all the help that we got i mean obviously we had uh, the wealth of experience from carl sukup bill yeager richard thompson all their you know all their guidance and um, uh, jim lenahan is well. lenahan yeah lenahan. jim remember. lenahan was um the engineer for most of the big band charts and he really helped to guide um the recording tech students in terms of setup and just basically um like how to run the board so it was like kind of a master class for them while everything was happening and you know there was a lot of people in the room uh yeah you were there that day i was there at least one of the days (laughs) so you could kind of see how logistically it kind of looked like a nightmare but you know it actually it, it went by really good and everyone had a lot of positive feedback um from the student portion of it well it was recorded at uh at Studio West, which is one of the, it's a really nice studio up in just sort of a little bit north of San Diego, and uh, their their setup is amazing. Oh yeah, and we recorded in the big studio. I mean, I yeah, I mean it was me too, but it was <laughs> only small portion. But uh, yeah, that's that that room is incredible. High ceiling, big wood floor. It's just yeah. Oh, it's perfect. It might have been a mess, but it, you know, to set up. It was up, a pleasant least, mess. Yeah, it was a pleasant enough mess. So, Malcolm, we're going to check out another tune from the record. But before we get into that, where can people pick up this this album? So we're working on uploading it onto social media as we speak. And then um, we're also working on uh, providing more copies for people to pick up. If you would like to um, to get a copy, you can contact the San Diego State Music Department and just ask for uh, jazz sex. Cool. Right on. We're going to hear another track off that record. And this is a composition of yours. Yes. Cool. What's this one called? Envy.
You're listening to San Diego Sessions. Subscribe on iTunes or listen online at DirtyBoulevardRecording.com. I'm Mandy Joe, and here's your jazz forecast for December 3rd through the 10th. Sunday, December 3rd, the Steph Johnson Quartet plays an afternoon concert at the Encinitas Public Library at 2 p.m. The Justin Grinnell Quartet plays a tribute to pianist Mulgrew Miller at the Grossmont College Recital Hall at 6.30, featuring trumpeter Derek Cannon, saxophonist Trip Sprague, pianist Melanie Grinnell, and drummer Jim Plank. $10 general admission with $8 for seniors and $5 for students. Vocalist Leonard Patton and pianist Ed Kornhauser play their monthly first Sunday engagement at the Turf Supper Club in Golden Hill from 8 to 11 p.m. No cover, but you must be 21 or older. Monday, December 4th, guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts his regular Monday Night Jam session at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights. From 9 p.m. to midnight, there's no cover, and it's 21 and up. Wednesday, December 6th, Singer Whitney Shea plays some funky jazz downtown at Queensboro with Ed Kornhauser on keys and Charlie Weller on drums. 7 p.m., no cover, and it's 21 and up. Trumpeter Gilbert Castellanos hosts his regular Wednesday night jam session at Panama 66. Listen to the best jazz San Diego has to offer right in the middle of Balboa Park. Music is from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Come early to see the Young Lions play from 6 to 8 p.m., featuring up-and-coming musicians from around the city. Thursday, December 7th, saxophonist Rob Dove continues his first and third Thursday residency at Panama 66 from 6 to 8 p.m., featuring vibraphonist Matt DiBiase. Trumpeter Gary Rich hosts his first Thursday jam at Boré Southern Bistro from 7 to 10 p.m., featuring Antar Martin on bass, Jason Chatiel on piano, and Brett Sanders on drums. Trio de Janeiro plays Brazilian jazz at the Merck in Temecula at 7.30 p.m., featuring acclaimed flutist Lori Bell, guitarist Ron Satterfield, and percussionist Randy Drake. Tickets are $15 and can be found online. Also on Thursday, the Mesa College Big Band plays at Dizzy's at 8 p.m. under the direction of your host, Ian Tordella. Cover is $15 or $5 for students. There's a new late-night jam session at the Ken Club, hosted by the twin tenor saxophonists Robert Dove and Ian Buss from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. No cover, but you must be 21 or older. Friday, December 8th. Pianist Joshua White plays at the Handlery Hotel and Hotel Circle from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. with Dean Hewlett on bass and Dan Schnell on drums. There's no cover and parking validations are available. The Friday Happy Hour is a regular series put on by Holly Hoffman, so stay tuned for more great jazz. Rob Thorson directs the 1 p.m. ensemble from the Young Lions Jazz Conservatory at Panama 66. It's from 6 to 8 p.m. Come here the next generation in jazz. The Antar Martin Quartet plays downtown at the U.S. Grant Hotel from 8 p.m. to midnight, featuring singer Amanda Portella. Right across the street, Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Westgate, an intimate series in the Plaza Bar at the beautiful Westgate Hotel. Music is from 8 to 11 p.m. Saturday, December 9th. The Montalban Quintet plays their unique fusion of jazz, post-punk, minimalism, and other genres at Panama 66 from 6 to 8 p.m. Vocalist Allison Adams-Tucker presents a night of Disney jazz at the Westgate Hotel from 8 to 11 p.m. Featuring your stellar hosts of the podcast, Ian Tordella on sax and Ed Kornhauser on piano, with Charlie Weller on drums. Sunday, December 10th. 
Sue Palmer, San Diego's Queen of Boogie Woogie, will be at Panama 66 from 6 to 8 p.m. Sassy Sunday with Lorraine Castellanos at the Turf Supper Club is from 8 to 11 p.m., featuring pianist Ed Kornhauser. Jazz standards and more at the oldest piano bar in the city. No cover, but you have to be 21 or older. You're listening to San Diego Sessions, brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back at San Diego Sessions here at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. You just heard uh, a track called Envy by our guest Malcolm Jones. And underneath the jazz calendar, you heard Four, F-O-R-E, by one of our uh, good friends, bassist Mackenzie Layton. And those tracks are both on San Diego State University's Jazz Techs album. Uh, And now it's time for the San Diego Seven with Ed Kornhauser, Malcolm Jones, and Andrew Michelle. So this is the San Diego Seven. These are seven rapid-fire questions that we'd like you both to answer from the top of your head and the bottom of your heart. Got it. And uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's just for the sake of these two guests, let's start with Malcolm and then go to Andrew. All right. Um, number one, coffee or tea? Coffee. Oh, coffee. Coffee. Yeah, yeah, same. Same here. Uh, number two, when did you know you wanted to pursue music as a career? Oh, man, high school. Probably senior year. Nice. Yeah, as soon as people started uh, really asking me to play bass. <laughs> right. When, when was that about? I would say I was about like 15 or 16. Yeah. yeah. I know you come from a musical family. I, I do, yeah. My yeah. dad, my brother, even my grandparents. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of in you from, I mean, it was probably all around you when you were growing up. I was born into it. Yeah. You didn't have a choice. <laughs> um, number three. Now, there's a caveat to this. What's your favorite Christmas song? And none is an appropriate answer. Oh, Absolutely. Man. Yeah. I would be, I can't say that I wouldn't have a favorite Christmas song. Which one? It would have to be. Um, and, and, believe, not, and definitely none is an answer. Yeah. Like, I hate Christmas music. Oh, no, I answer. love Christmas music. It's the best. No, I do too. Um, I just meant that as an answer. Christmas time is here. I really love the, the Peanuts special. And that's probably my favorite song. Th- that is a nice one, yeah. Um, I'm having trouble thinking of titles right now. <laughs> um, Hark the Herald, I guess. That's, that's, a, that's a, a nice good, one. That's a good carol. Yeah. yeah. I remember that as a boy. It's fun random fact. The piano uh, that Vince recorded all that uh, Peanuts music on, including the Christmas record, Charter Brown Christmas, uh, from Fantasy Studios up in San Francisco, Lady in UTC owns that piano. Really, oh, man! <laughs> it's really kind of cool. You play it, and you could totally tell it's got like a tone. It's like an old restored Baldwin from the 1920s. I have to go and play with it's it. Really now. cool. It's nifty. <laughs> she just owns it. Number four, what movie or TV show scared you as a child? Um, Friday the Thirteenth. Wow, you watched it as a kid? Yeah, yeah. As a kid, I was kind of adventurous, and I, you know watch scary movies, and then would have nightmares, just like everyone else. But then I keep going back. So I never really learned my lesson. (laughs) Oh, fair play. Fair play. You're braver than me, though. For me, The Elephant Man. I've never seen that. It's not supposed to be a scary movie at all, but for a little kid, it was kind of creepy to watch. Hmm. When did they make that? Was that? It was in the 80s. Okay. Yeah. It was about, um, what was his name? Uh, Joseph Merrick. Joseph Merrick. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
I had to do a report on that in uh, my high school film is lit class. Yeah. yeah, it's actually a really good movie. Yeah, it's not meant to be scary, like I said, but huh. it's just check it out. Okay, <laughs> you should check out the Tall Man. It's a weird British comedy. It stars uh, Jeff Goldblum, where he's playing an American actor living in London who gets a gig doing playing the lead role of Joseph uh, Merrick oh. in in a fake musical called The Elephant Man. It's really funny. It's I... weird. Emma Thompson's in it. She's great, but it's Jeff Goldblum. I think I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Number five, what's your favorite Bill Yeager quote or memory? Oh, man. Bill Yeager is the uh, <laughs> director at, uh, at San Diego State, runs the big band. Uh, Andrew can go first. Okay. <laughs> it could just be a quote, something he said. How about like a time that I got yelled at? That could work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I accidentally deleted all the, the measure numbers on Theme for Franco Z, <laughs> and I showed up to rehearsal. Oh, was I think I was at you that You were there, rehearsal. and I yeah. was getting... Yeah, I was... I got it. <laughs> you were getting Barry-Yagered. I was. Yeah. I was in front of 17 people. <laughs> oh, man. There was this one concert that we played um, at Valley Center High School, and I'm trying to remember the song. I think it was... Um, uh, I, I can't think of it now, but... Um, we were playing the song. It switches from you know a slow a slower tempo to a fast tempo, and um, and Bill Bill prides himself on not making mistakes. But I guess he had counted off um, the tempo wrong uh, for the change, and um, Matt caught onto this real quick too. And we were kind of all just laughing while we we're playing like during the concert. So that was pretty interesting. Huh. Nice. I ha- it's, that's gonna bug me now. I need to remember the name of that song. They'll come to you in your sleep. Uh, number six. This or that, in honor of the uh, new upcoming movie, Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's easy. That's easy. Yeah. That's, uh, wow. Much respect to Star Trek, but Star Wars is, that's the one. Yeah. They've got me. I'm going to go see the new one, whether I'm going to like it or not. (laughs) Um, And number seven, this is our standby. We ask this of everyone. Bacon? Absolutely. Oh, of course. Okay, perfect. Yep, yeah, back on Team Bacon. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, guys. That was the San Diego 7. Thanks, Ed. So, Andrew, uh, I know you guys are putting together a huge project, the San Diego Jazz Anthology. That is correct. Tell us what this is all about. So, the San Diego Jazz Anthology is going to be a compilation of basically jazz in San Diego. So, we're collecting people's um, compositions and if you can just imagine, you know, if you had the real book, but everybody in that, in the real book was a San Diego composer. And that's the idea behind this. Very cool. So these all compositions by local musicians. What are the requirements for submitting a composition? Um, well, first, you have to be either a local San Diego musician or uh, even if you're not living in San Diego anymore, if you spent some time in San Diego, that's right. fine, too. If you've got some definite ties to the place. Yeah. Um, we're asking uh, people to submit. Uh, about two pages of music, mm. and we're taking about three compositions per submitter. Right. No more than that. No more than that. And you can actually have three published in the book. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And what, what are the deadlines to get this in? So right now we have a deadline of March 31st, 2018. And who's publishing it? Because you're, you're going to actually put this out in physical print. Exactly. So the publisher is Garden Oak Press, and it's actually being uh, published through a nonprofit called the San Diego Entertainment and Arts Guild. So if you want to find more information on that, you can actually go to sdeag.org, 
If you want to go to the music page, it's sdeag.org forward slash music. And there's also a Facebook page, uh, San Diego Jazz Anthology, where if you want to keep uh, updated, you know, go ahead and like the, pa- the page. Mm, very cool. What, what, what kind of got you inspired to take this on in the first place? So the San Diego Entertainment and Arts Guild has been putting on or putting out a book called the San Diego Poetry Annual for about a decade now. And I just kind of had the idea, well, you know what, if there's a poetry compilation, you know, a bunch of San Diego poets who are putting out a book, why not music? Yeah, you know? take some pride in our, our local jazz scene. and Exactly, yeah. And like the more I go around telling people about this project, the more I have people saying, you know, like, oh, you know, somebody else was trying to do that, you know, and... Never got off the ground, though. Never got off the ground, yeah. you know, but people are enthusiastic, and I think just, you know, people want this book to happen, yeah. so... Yeah, and one of the things that's so great about the the San Diego scene is is people, band leaders and musicians are writing such strong individual compositions, right. and mostly in a more modern style. Right. And a lot of times you go to gigs and you don't get to hear this kind of music, or um, sometimes in New York you hear guys playing each other's tunes like guys will play kurt rosenwinkel tunes when they're on a gig but kurt's in germany or something or then you'll hear guys play chris potter tunes but chris potter's not there so there's like they're really sharing in the repertoire that's happening right then it'd be really Um, cool that would be a fun thing if i could steal ed's tunes (laughs) yeah on on gigs you know i mean yeah he's not there yeah (laughs) that's kind of the hope is you know that san diego basically develops like our own standards you know among ourselves that would be really cool. You know. Have you ever heard any of any other like project like this? Um, such a localized, like a local real book. No, I haven't. I mean, have you? I nope. I, I can't really think of one. Nope. Uh, when I've heard a few people, like I said, mention like starting to do this, and it's a it's a massive task. So I yeah. I, I, uh, I don't mean to 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 degrade any past efforts to start this up, and I mean to you know give you mad props for taking it Thank on you. now because it's not a easy thing to do, especially when you definitely want to put it out in print right of course will it be available in digital format as well it will it's also going to be available on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com and it's actually going to be in public and university libraries all throughout san diego county as well that's great Uh i mean this is something our our city and our arts community should take pride in yeah that there's enough musicians here putting enough output that uh fill a whole book with it right and use it it's a book that can be literally used yeah that and I'm really hoping just to, you know, to capture the history that's going on, you know, that we're living right now musically, you know, because if you can imagine 30, 40 years in the future, somebody pulls this off a shelf and they're looking back at our time period, Mm. you know, the music that we were playing in 2017, 2018. Music that we were writing in 2017. Exactly. You know. So for the future also, do you, do you plan on having this be like a living document? Are you going to update it occasionally or? Well, we're following the the model of the San Diego Poetry Annual, which they've been doing for a decade now. So yeah, we would like to keep it coming out. You know, we would like to have this to be a continuing project into the future. Great. So in addition, every year or every couple of years, every or? couple of years or so. Yeah, yeah. And there's actually we're getting support from people like you know Bob Magnuson, Richard Thompson, uh, Kamal Kenyatta, Carl Sukup. They're all you know helping supporting this project you know and a lot of other musicians are on board with this as well so yeah san diego has a scene and this is cool to take some pride in it That's yeah true. and if That's you right. want to if you if you'd like to submit your tunes remember uh you can get in touch with andrew through the facebook page san diego jazz anthology and can they also hit you up by email or website so email is the best san diego jazz anthology at gmail.com 
and also Malcolm Jones is my assistant on this project as well. So hence the brilliant scheme of having you both in here together. <laughs> and yeah, you were both involved in both projects we talked about today. So it's cool to have both you guys here. Thank you. So again, if you're a local musician and you'd like to have your compositions published in the anthology, the deadline is March 31st, 2018, which is coming right up. And then uh, the book should be out late 2018 or early 2019, right? 2019. Excellent. Well, it sounds like a, a really cool project. And as Ed was saying, I've never heard of like a, a localized real book. Maybe there's been something like that published on the East Coast, but I've never seen anything anything like that yeah I'd so especially that's professionally put together so i'm looking forward we're to looking pulling forward it out to it. gigs yeah. yeah and hopefully i can get a tune or two in there yeah please yeah. So. submit your music <laughs> well th- thank you guys so much for coming in today and talking thank about you. the two projects uh both actually take a lot of pride in our local scene you know with san diego state one of our big universities here with our big jazz programs and then uh, the anthology as well well, thanks for having us on here. Yeah, cool. And we're gonna we're gonna take it out with one more tune off the Jazz Text record, and I believe this is by uh, by by you, Andrew. By me, yeah. It's called yeah, what, the question. The question. And who does it feature on this one? Uh, this is Combo One at San Diego State. So it's I'm playing bass, Malcolm's on flute, and many others. Cool. Well, let's let's hear it. Thank you guys for coming in. Thanks a lot.
You've been listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser. Performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller on drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artists. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Tordella, he's a cool fella. Tordella, 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 Tordella,